it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not flying to the Middle East to beg them for oil. Joe Biden on the ground in Israel as we speak. Up next, he heads to see the Saudis. Hat in hand, hoping they can boost production so we can lower prices here. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Really is. There's no word yet on whether Jill will offer the Saudis breakfast tacos, but we will discuss it with Myra Flores, first Mexican woman elected to Congress in this hour. We'll also talk abortion with Dr. Nicole Sapphire, Tyrus in the house from the Gutfeld Show as well, and your fine self, always welcome at 888-788-9910. You know the rules on the show. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That is all. Big Wednesday, man. Big. The champ sounds a little loopy right now. We've been running all over this building this morning. I am going to be hosting the Kennedy Show tonight on the Fox Business Network, the show that started me out when I was a cab driver, when I was a stand-up comic. You know, a Kennedy booker brought me on the air. That's the first time I came to Fox. And a guy who was once a guest on the show, a guy who was once a head writer on the show, is now hosting the show. Well, we're moving on now. Wow. To the oh, girl. It's a pretty big one, man. Pretty big one. And I, I throw it out there because, honestly, if you listen to this show, man, a lot of you guys are like day one Fox Cross America fans that have kind of taken this ride. Like, obviously, you know I appreciate you. I message you all the time on Facebook and the Twitter and wherever you happen to be following me. But it really is like our success. I point this stuff out. I highlight it because we actually built this whole thing together. This is not the kind of thing that happens because I showed up, you know, with a couple of dopey jokes and a loud sport coat. Uh, this is the kind of thing that happens when you have invested people who get what I'm trying to do, which is be a force multiplier of positive energy. Like, that's why I get booked a lot, is because I come on the air, obviously take the issue seriously, I respect the gig, you know, I'll make points, we'll talk substance, but I have a really good time doing it because I have perspective, you know, with the perspective being we're all really lucky to live in this country, and it drives me crazy that there is such a gratitude problem, but you'll never find one on this show because people like you and me get it. We are fortunate. Yes, we have problems, but if you have a good attitude, you generally have a good time in life. If you're filled with positive energy, you'll generally attract positive outcomes everywhere you go, and I try to remind people of that every, you know, in every walk of life, whether I'm on TV or the radio or shooting dice behind Port Authority. You don't know what I do, folks. I'm a mess. Okay, but the point is I care, and uh, it's really cool that this little movement has found the traction that it has because we're actually, like, making a difference in the world. Like, I'm not telling you I take myself seriously like I'm some type of, you know, pivotal figure. I'm just like a fat guy. You know, <laughs> I'm just a guy that Fox is just trying to get to stop eating so he can fit into his TV clothes every day. Put that cookie down now! That's all I am. 
But the point is, it, it is it's heartening to see that there is such a big market for what I do, because it means, yes, there is a big market for what you do, which is just be a cool person, you know, especially right now, because we get Biden flying over to the Middle East at a time when 64 percent of Democrats forget the problems. I'm going to talk, you know, issues for a second. OK, just understand where he's at in his presidency less than two years in. OK, he is in garbage time. You know, when you turn on an NFL game or a college football game and somebody's up 63 to 7 going into the third quarter, and now the announcer's like, I don't know, what are we going to talk about? we got two more quarters of this. We don't want the viewers to tune out. We better start panning the stands, have the cameraman look for some really good cleavage in Section 219. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. You know, that's what the game becomes. That's where we are in the Biden presidency. They are so aggressively less than two years in talking about the 2024 election. Now, understand, you don't do that if the guy in office is doing a good job. I agree with that. You don't do it. If Biden's riding along as sharp as a tack, the country's in good shape, you don't hear conversations amongst Democrats about, well, who, who's going to run in 2024? Okay, you're not having that conversation. First of all, you never primary an incumbent president unless he's Jimmy Carter or somebody worse. Oh, wow! And make no mistake about it, everybody who says Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter, let's be very clear. Joe Biden makes Jimmy Carter look like Gary Carter, the New York Mets Hall of Fame catcher, won a World Series in 1986, played for the Expos, made his way around the major leagues, the late great kid Carter, one of the best catchers to ever play the game. That's who Jimmy Carter is compared to Joe Biden. Joe Biden sucks. And I say this, I'm not even going to get into inflation. I'm not going to get into crime and fentanyl on the border. Things we talk about all the time. Dude, 64% of Democrats, 64% don't want him to run again. That can't be good. Think about that. At the height of the Russia scandal, when the whole media was pretending Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Oh, it's an Austin Powers movie. Dr. Evil controls the American president from afar. You shut your mouth, you bastard. It was all made up. But at the height of the Russia probe, at the height, I'm talking a week before the findings came out. Okay, the walls were closing in. He's going to leave the White House in cuffs. He's going to take a perp walk. You know what Trump's support was in the Republican Party? It was over 90 percent. 90 percent with the media telling you every day around the clock that Trump was going to jail. Joe Biden has had the media for the better part of a year and a half telling you he's the greatest president who's ever lived, even if it defied the very things you were seeing with your eyes on television. Yet with all of that being said, his own party, his own party, is overwhelmingly saying to Joe Biden, Get him out of here. Get him out. So understand, yesterday, Biden was asked by a reporter at the White House about this poll. And he went back into the standard issue denial. That's been his biggest problem as president. Listen to this clip. Okay, he's asked about the fact that nobody wants him to run again. He tells the guy to read the polls. Yo, that's why the guy's asking the question. The guy's asking the question because he did read the polls. Here it is, clip one. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. I mean, he's just... What would you do with the brain if you had one? <laughs> Read the polls, Jack. I did. They said they don't 
want you to run. Okay, 64% of Democrats, understand, the rest of the country, just forget about it. You know what Biden is polling with independents right now? See, I, I, it's below 30%. Do you know who decides elections in this country? Independents, not Republicans or Democrats that vote party line. Do you understand when Joe Biden says, oh, 92% of the people in this poll said they'd vote for me if they ran? So they were asked two questions. Do you want him to run again or do you want somebody else? 64% said somebody else. Then the 92% poll was amongst Democrats, specifically Democrats. Will you support a Democrat in 2024? Oh, get out of here. You're telling me the Democrats would support a Democrat in 2024? Shocker. Oh, my goodness. But that's what he's latching out on. The specific polling about him, the specific polling about Biden is basically, let's go, Brandon. Nobody wants this guy around. I'm not happy about that. Uh, Again, I didn't vote for Joe Biden, but as the president goes, we go. The real problem within this administration, it's a base level of just denial. Okay, what Biden should acknowledge is that nobody wants him to run again. Instead of that stubborn old man political defiance of read the polls, Jack, shouting somebody down doesn't change reality. Okay, if he acknowledged, if he internally said to myself, wow, I really suck. I wanted to be president. This is my fifth time running. I finally got the gig by not running. I stayed home. The media ran for me, so I could only screw it up so bad before Election Day. There were only so many dumb things I could say. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? He should have an introspective moment and say to himself, yo, Joey, you're really tanking this presidency, brother man, if your own party doesn't want you running again. Overwhelmingly so. You dig? You're doing something wrong. And you have to acknowledge that. Because then you can try to fix the problem. Everything spiraling out of the control in this country is a byproduct of Biden's denial in that he won't acknowledge the existence of the problem. Okay, remember the border? Hey, we just broke all the numbers for illegal border crossings. And he was like, oh, that's hooey. It's malarkey. It's a Republican talking point. Yeah, the numbers are up. It's seasonal. It'll go away. It's not a crisis. When he said it was seasonal, that was May of 2021. Okay, how long is this season if the numbers have gone up every single month since then? I think he's got a point. Think about that. Okay, Afghanistan. No, it was a success. What do you mean? We saw people throwing their babies over barbed wire fences. We saw people clinging to the wheels of, of, you know, cargo jets. We saw 13 service members killed. We saw thousands of Americans stranded behind enemy lines. Oh, by the way. The whole point of going to Afghanistan was what? To make sure it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. We left there with a terror group sitting on $85 billion of our weapons. So do you understand? Everybody knows Afghanistan was a disaster. But Biden wouldn't own it. He wouldn't acknowledge it was a disaster. No differently than inflation. Oh, inflation's transitory. It'll go away. All right, it's here to stay. It's Putin's price hike. But Mr. Biden, inflation was going up for 14 months before Putin invaded Ukraine. MAGA! (laughs) white supremacy it's roe versus wade's price hike as is crazy i don't know what's going on here and that's the problem and i say and i mean this man and there's a lot of conservatives listening but i think what's built this bond what's grown to this show back to the whole force multiplier have perspective thing positive energy so we care about the country man we live here i want the country to do good lincoln's here jenny's here I don't have a piece of garbage country. I don't want to see it go to hell. I don't care who the president is if the country is prospering. Okay, politicians work for us. 
They can, you, I'll hire a Democrat all day. I'll hire an independent all day if you can do the job. Okay, the reality right now is we have people inside the White House who have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. And I mean this for Biden in every one of these instances, whether it's gas prices, whether it's inflation, whether it's the border, whether it's Afghanistan. What every president has the ability to do in order to build back confidence in their leadership is demonstrate a level of accountability when something goes wrong. But distance yourself from the failure by firing advisors. That's what you do. In Afghanistan, you're supposed to fire your top generals, the ones who gave you the advice, who told you Afghanistan wasn't going to fall. No, it's not going to fall. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We gave these guys weapons. We trained them. It's not going to fall. Long live Afghanistan. As they were saying that, the president of Afghanistan was literally getting on a plane with a suitcase full of money and running for his life. And they knew this. So the people who gave that advice get him fired. Yeah, Afghanistan sucked. But you know what? The people who gave us that bad decision, fired. You can't do that to the American people. You're fired. And then at least you own the failure, but you, you know, build back some credibility instead of lying to people's faces because it infuriates them. And that's why Joe Biden is polling where he is, is on every one of these issues. Okay, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, who is openly contradicting Biden on Capitol Hill and saying that it's not Putin's price hike. Come on, man. But that's the same guy who did tell you at one point inflation would be transitory and it would go, go away. And Commerce Secretary Jennifer Granholm said things like that. Biden should fire these people because, number one, you get people in there. They can't possibly give you worse advice than the people who told you Afghanistan was going to stick around and that inflation was fine. And number two, you get back some credibility because you admit to the American people you're watching the same game as the rest of us. Okay, any parent can tell you that they know when their child is lying to them. Okay, and there's nothing more infuriating than when you know your child is lying. And they double down and they triple down and it gets you like to the point of like, you mother, you know, you're so mad because you know you're being lied to. Okay, Joe Biden, as the president of the United States on substantive things. Like Trump would like lie to you about like, yeah, I had the highest ratings here. I was the best golf score there. Or, this gal wanted to hook up with me. He did those things. Like, I'm not going to lie. He did those things. You ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself. No, he did. Trump exaggerated. But Biden is lying to your face on really substantive issues in response to questions you know the answer to. Okay. When a poll tells you 64% of Democrats don't want him running again. Okay. And we all know that poll to be a thing because it's coming from the New York Times of all places. The same New York Times who hid the Hunter Biden laptop story to help get the guy across the finish line. When you've lost the New York Times, dude, you have lost. You have lost the whole entire freaking country. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And the fact that the whole entire freaking country knows that to be the case. And Biden is still sitting there lying to our face. What are you talking about? They love me. It's all going good. That, Joe Biden, in a nutshell, not inflation, not the border, not the gas crisis, not this foreign policy debacle. The reason you are polling where you are and the reason you have no chance of running again is because you are, for all intents and purposes, the political equivalent of a child. You're lying to your parents. They all know it. And it's just time for you to go. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. 
Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The inflation numbers came out earlier this morning. Uh, they were broadcast as such by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Here they are uh, reading the report live on air. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's not. The guy basically just screamed and then jumped off a bridge. 9.1%. 9.1% the year-over-year inflation number in this country. Can I just, you know, clue you in on something? Again, I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. You know what inflation was when Biden took office, just so we're clear? It was 1% in this country, 1%. It is at 9.1% now. Biden's own Fed chair, Jerome Powell, admitted that it was not Putin's price hike. Inflation had been soaring from the day Biden took office. Why? Because they printed it and spent $2 trillion we didn't have. That is financial lunacy. Okay, they flooded. They flooded the market with money, devaluing our currency in the process. Oh, by the way, de-incentivizing work, making it harder for employers and small businesses to hire because people were getting enhanced unemployment benefits. Driving up the cost of goods, driving up the cost of gas because he wouldn't drill domestically. He declared war on the fossil fuel industry. Understand, when I say Joe Biden caused this, like I'm not, I'm not saying this as a Republican. I'm saying as an American. I'm saying as somebody who cares about the life you're living, who understands that it can be really hard to get by from time to time when the money doesn't match up with the mayhem, the things you want to do versus the things you need to do, the things you're bringing in versus the things you got to send out. I've been in that family situation my whole life. So I get it. okay. and the reason I'm pointing out and trying to hold him accountable for the fact that he's caused this inflation is the only way this is going to change is if we get people in Washington who work for us instead of them. Okay, I'm not again, I say it all the time. I'm not here to make you vote Republican. If there are Democrats out there that understand fiscal responsibility, Vote them in. It's fine by me. We just need people who know what they're doing. Because right now, when you look around Washington, D.C., you took a real hard look. Do you see anybody in this administration that seems like they know what they're doing? The answer would be no. Nobody. Okay. I'll take out people like, oh, Trump will beat Biden. Yo, Baron Trump would beat Biden at this point. I'll take anybody. Kanye, where are you at, baby? Just somebody. Clean this mess up. Myra Flores coming up after this. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Joe Biden isn't a medical doctor, but even she knows that breakfast is your strength. So don't skip the most important meal of the day. Get down to Joe Biden's breakfast cart for a dish that's truly one of a kind. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. Joe Biden's breakfast cart serves up heaping portions of political pandering that are so good they get lost in translation. She said quadway. 
We may use fake words like Latinx, but all of our dishes are 100% real, and every one of them is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Other restaurants charge big money, but Jill Biden's breakfast cart will only cost you your dignity. And best of all, her husband Joe keeps it open 24 hours a day, just like our southern border. Me cost and you cost it. So don't overpay for breakfast ever again. Get down to Jill Biden's breakfast cart for a shameless spread that's as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. <laughs> oh. uh, get her out. Get her out of here. That was pretty much the reaction down in San Antonio when Jill Biden told them they were a bunch of breakfast tacos. If you didn't hear the clip, we played it a lot yesterday. Here it is. It's clip three. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, <laughs> as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. You don't have a clue. <laughs> I said this yesterday, Bogoda. She's calling bodegas, bodegas, Bogodas. Do you understand that alone? Whenever the Democrats get around minority voters, because they claim to be the party that cares about, they're the ones. They're the ones who care about minority voters. That is a fact check false. I mean, whenever they actually have to go near a minority community, they always embarrass themselves and pander. Like, oh, we'll do things that you do culturally. We'll mention the bodegas that you shop at, that your families run that are such a significant point of pride in the Latino community because people who migrated to this country legally opened up American businesses and slapped their names on them and worked them as a family. It's a big deal, a bodega, or a bogada, as she calls it. And then, of course, when she reduces them to a bunch of breakfast tacos, it's just sloppy and stupid and so emblematic of the Democratic Party as a whole. We remember Joe Biden playing Despacito down in Miami. It's embarrassing. Do you remember Hillary speaking uh, to a black audience in an accent? I don't feel no ways tired. (laughs) One more. I don't feel no ways tired. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Totally. Okay, and when they get around these communities, what they're really broadcasting to the world is that they don't have any relationship with them. Okay, if you know the Latino community, you know what a bodega is. You don't call it a bogada. Okay, and the idea of, oh, well, well, we'll mention breakfast tacos and they'll think we're one of them. That's what constitutes voter outreach in the modern Democratic Party. We'll say somebody's a racist, so they'll vote for us instead. Or we'll just show up, as Charles McBee famously said on my show. Charles McBee is going to be on Kennedy tonight. He's making his Fox TV debut. He will be on the party panel with Emily Campagno and Inez Stepman. I'm hosting the show. It's going to be a wild one. But McBee famously said, Democratic politicians show up every four years in the black community, and they shuck and jive, and they do the hustle, and they dance, and they come to the cookout, and they're like, see, I'm one of you. And the minute the camera stops snapping, they're like, get the hell away from me. What do you people get? I don't want to see any of you people near me. Get out of here. You know who I am? And that's the problem. And that's Joe Biden's problem. I mean, you cannot explain away the lack of understanding in that clip. You can't unless the person just has no relationship to the subject matter they're discussing, which is what happened to Joe Biden. But understand, the Democrats 
are in a really bad spot. They're polling at 26 percent with Latino voters. Okay, this is not only a problem for them, but it's a problem for the media organizations that prop them up like CNN. CNN is the worst. So we get an article out of CNN yesterday. Okay, and we're going to talk about this. Myra Flores, first Mexican-American, uh, Mexican-born woman elected to Congress in this country. She is historic. She's joining us in 10 minutes on the show. Okay, Raul Reyes over at CNN wrote an article yesterday trying to help stop the damage from the Jill Biden insult to the Latino community. He wrote an article saying, well, these GOP Latina candidates that are getting elected to Congress, they're not the real deal. They don't actually embody latino views shut up will you shut up i mean serious question if they don't embody latino views why did so many latinos vote for them why did they flip seats that had gone democrat for a hundred years if people weren't okay with their views do you understand okay and he calls out myra flores specifically she just won a special election in the 34th district of texas Monica Dela Cruz, Cassie Garcia, according to Reyes, well, these Latinas may be having a moment in the spotlight. They hold views outside the Latino mainstream. Their current prominence is more of a publicity coup for the GOP than an authentic reflection of Latino voters. What an idiot. Okay, but this is the desperation we're dealing with. Again, I talked about Biden off the top of the show. They don't want to acknowledge their problems within the Democratic Party. We live in an age where it's just an endless propaganda war. Okay, I got polling that says 64 percent of Democrats don't want Biden to run. The Democrat response specifically from Biden is, no, you don't. (laughs) What do you mean? It's a New York Times poll. They're broadcasting it all over the newspaper. It's on every TV show. No, it's not. (laughs) This guy at CNN. Hey, we just had three Latina congresswomen sweep into Congress in historically Democratic districts. No, you didn't. No, no, they're here. Here's a picture. Fine. But they're not real Latinos. Why? Because Joe Biden hasn't insulted them yet. This is crazy. Okay, but this is what we're dealing with. He accuses the women of having extreme views, uh, particularly regarding the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election. He says that the recent election of Flores is more of an outlier than a symbol of a national trend. Is it, though? If Biden is polling 26 percent nationally with Latinos, isn't that a national trend as opposed to an anomaly? Again, he's polling at 26 percent with Latinos. It's, it, I promise you, it's, that's national. It's a national poll. Okay, you know, after Jaws came out in the movies, people didn't want to go on beach vacations as much that summer. There was a national thing. It wasn't like one town saw the movie and was like, yeah, I don't know. The reason the Democrats have these problems is because they do look at Latinos as Latino Americans instead of um, well, Latinx Americans, to be clear. That's their pandering white people term. But they look at them as Latinx Americans instead of just Americans. What they keep getting wrong over and over and over again is they think there are different priorities in different communities, as if certain problems only affect some of us. Inflation's at a 40-year high. That affects every single class of people. Correct the mundo. Every ethnicity. Okay? Gas is at the highest point it's ever been in our lives. Every people of every color fill up their cars. Correct the mundo. There's a shortage of baby formula. Everybody in this country, no matter what socioeconomic background you come from, can have a baby. Correct the mundo. That is, of course, provided you are a woman, because there are biological differences between men and women, as we all know. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. And the reason the Democrats are getting crushed is because they're waging this war on reality rather than confronting the real issues people prioritize. Not Latinos, not white people, not Asian people, just real people, okay? If you look at the top five issues in this country right now, 
top five issues, then you're talking about the economy, which is overwhelmingly the number one issue in this country. Then you get into, yes, inflation is part of that. The gas prices are part of that. Fentanyl's part of that. Crime is part of that. You know what's not part of that? Climate change. You know what else isn't part of that? Abortion. You know what else isn't part of that? Just so you understand, uh, telling kindergarten kids that they can drop off their junk. They're crazy. But that's what they're doing. And that's why they're losing Latinos. They're not losing them because they're Latino. They're losing them because Democratic parties are weapons grade stupid. That's why they're losing them. They're not the Latinos aren't leaving because they're going like, oh, this is a Latino thing. No, no, no. They're leaving for the same reason everybody else is leaving the Democratic Party. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Common sense from a not so sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are. This next guest is a superstar congresswoman from the 34th District of Texas. And according to Joe Biden, she's also one of the world's first talking tacos. I've never met one before, but Myra Flores is here. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is a first. Now, I I have never uh, up until two days ago, I didn't know tacos could walk and talk and pray to God and go to church and stuff like that. But this is kind of a breakthrough, no? It really was. I mean, honestly, I couldn't believe what I was what I was hearing, but it doesn't surprise me. They think that by giving us tacos and comparing us to tacos and playing Latin music, that that's all it's going to take for us to to vote for them. And that just shows how Joe Biden, the liberal left, are completely out of touch with our community. Yep. Well, can I, I want to make one admission since I'm just getting to know you here. I do want to be honest with you. Like, I'm so out of shape right now that when I first heard Joe Biden's <laughs> comments, my first reaction was like, wow, tacos sound great right now. And then, <laughs> but then I was like, hey, wait a minute. What did she just do? And, and, and you know, I had the same reaction everybody else did because I think you just encapsulated it perfectly right there is that it's a fake outreach when you show up to a community. And I think as someone who grew up in New York and is very familiar, I used to be a cab driver in New York City, and I'm very familiar with the bodegas in New York City, to refer to them <laughs> as bogadas demonstrates that you don't know what they are, which is, of course, a significant source of pride in the Latino community because they're family owned by people who migrated to this country. So on some level, wasn't that almost as more out of touch than the taco thing? Uh, absolutely. And, and she's correct that we're a very diverse community. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're about God, family, and hard work. We're not a variety of tacos. And <laughs> it, it's really time for people to stand up and, uh, and call, call them out for their liberal hypocrisy and all politicians. Oh, I agree. A thousand percent. We're talking to Myra Flores on the line from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. The one thing that I really think the Democrats are doing such a bad job of is they're not just they're not treating all of us as Americans. They're 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 really like segregating us into thought, into categories. But I believe the reality of why they're polling at 26 percent with Latino voters is because Latino voters are affected by the same problems the rest of us are, whether it's inflation or gas or heaven forbid the border. That's not something that's a problem for one race and not another, no? Absolutely. We're Americans, but they don't see us as Americans. Mm-hmm. 
They don't, and it's, it's, it's really sad. And they claim to support immigrants, but yet they're not supportive of me because I'm not obedient. They don't support immigrants that are not obedient to their rules. And I'm not going to change my values and how I was raised for no political party. And the Hispanic community is not loyal to them. We're loyal to God. We're loyal to our, our families, to our communities. And this uh, identity politics nonsense needs to stop. Yeah. That, I mean, and that, yeah. It, it really is creating a lot more division. No, I, I agree a thousand percent with that because I think we've we've gotten to this place in this country. It's just so superficial and stupid in that we're not actually tackling our real problems. We're having fake debates about them. Like a good example would be the border. Fentanyl is the leading killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. But we've just spent a bunch of weeks. No, not securing the border. No, we were falsely accusing border agents of whipping Haitian migrants, which didn't happen. But the Democrats, they love to get in a fake racism fight because it's an end around the real problems they're causing. Did you ever think you would see a a moment where the American president was doing more to empower drug cartels than he was American citizens? Never, and it's really heartbreaking because this doesn't help, of course, the American people, but it also puts immigrants at risk. He's encouraging people to come here illegally with his policies, knowing that they're going to be going through a dangerous journey and women and children are going to be going through abuse, children put into child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. He knows these things but doesn't care. I want more little girls like me to be able to come here to the United States legally and not have to go through that dangerous journey. And so my focus is legal immigration. I believe that we we need to focus and improve the, the process so more good people are able to come here to the United States to work hard for the American dream. But the Democrat Party wants people, wants immigrants to go through that dangerous journey. And it makes you wonder why. Why would they be wanting people to go through that dangerous journey, knowing that criminal organizations are becoming more more powerful? But they need to come to South Texas themselves to come and see the mess that they've created. And they refuse to. They want to focus on Latinx. You know, nonsense. Um, By the way, we're Latinos, not not Latinx. Uh And it's just it's just insane. I I don't understand uh, why they're so obsessed with abortion and Latinx and not on the issues that are really affecting us every single day, like the weak economy, the increase of rent and food and gas prices that is affecting our seniors that are in fixed incomes. And Kamala Harris, she's doing nothing for us either. She's useless. No, it's a, it's it's great. She's point. also part of the problem. Yeah, no, she's Kamala is a disaster. Like, you know, Kamala Harris is so dumb. She studied for a covid test like this is not good. Um, we're talking, <laughs> just work with me here. We're, we're, we're talking to the great Myra Flores from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. Well, when Biden was running for president, I wanted to ask you, this is a silly question. But when Biden was running for president, he went down to Miami and played Despacito, thinking like, oh, this entitles him to a Latino vote, which is the most absurd thing in the world. And we know it doesn't work. But let me ask you this. Is there a song that's so good you might actually have to think about it or no? Hey, I listen to a lot of Vicente Fernandez, Nodal, Signo, 
Intocable. I listen all day to Latin music, but it's going to take a lot more for us to vote for anyone. We want more money in our pockets. That's what we want. That's we not... can God. play our own music. We can buy our own tacos. We want more money in our pockets and opportunities. That's what we want. So funny. The headline from this interview will be Myra Flores tells Joe Biden, make a better playlist. I love it. Um, no, really funny. I, listen, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, and I, I think so many people listening are so inspired by your story. And they're certainly praying for you because they know what kind of incoming fire is coming your way politically because you are defying, as you said, you're not obedient. You're defying the party orthodoxy that every Latino just owes the Democratic Party their vote. And I'm glad, though, because people like you are forcing the conversation to a place of substance. You know, when it's not like we said, it's not as easy as a song or a cultural reference anymore. But there was a long time where it was. And thankfully, we're getting past that. And, and you're one of the big reasons why. So, you know, you don't sound like you have a big ego or anything. Hopefully the next time we talk, you still have time for us little people. Oh, no, I will always have time. And I'm honestly humbled to to be representing South Texas and everyone in, in the country. It's, it's okay. really an honor. No, it is. And for the record, I do not consider you a breakfast taco. I think I, I prefer burritos. Thank and I, you. I think you're better than a taco. I think at the very least she should have called you a burrito. No. What about tamales? No, about no. Tamales? Now you're speaking my language, girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to go too deep on this. But, yes, I'm right there with you. Uh uh, Congresswoman, I, I really appreciate the time today. Best of luck, and let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. God bless. There you go. The great Congresswoman Myra Flores from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. Do you get it, folks? These are just real people that want the same things as everybody else. But the Democrats keep yelling and screaming about identity politics, and that's why they're losing. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. Lace them up, kids. It's a big hour of Fox Across America coming your way. We're going to be talking with Dr. Nicole Sapphire, Fox News medical contributor and actual doctor who is going to weigh in on comments from AOC about the overturning of Roe versus Wade killing women. AOC is a dope. We have hit... Uh, I, I always think we've hit peak stupid. Uh, we actually might not be there. I don't want to spike the ball at the one. Uh, but if you want to assess the situation, you want to go over the game film, 888-788-9910. The rules are always the same. If you're listening down in Orlando on WDBO, it's our first week broadcasting on your historic airwaves. Uh, the rule on Fox Cross America every day, every night, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> Say it a lot. We say it a lot. Uh, but now so more than ever, because the things going on in Washington right now, I mentioned this on Monday's show. I mentioned this on the big Sunday show over the weekend. I was on TV. They, they found a sport coat that could fit me <laughs> after the vacation weight that I gained. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. <laughs> I was uh, no stranger to the old fork and knife on vacation. Jimmy Fallon does like to eat. Uh, but I, I said this on the big Sunday show. The reason the Democrats are getting so militant and encouraging protesters to chase down Supreme Court justices and railing against pro-life centers like Elizabeth Warren did yesterday. That is right. Elizabeth Warren, I'm going to play you a clip uh, of Elizabeth Warren talking about the abortion situation. If I got to listen to it, you got to listen to it. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 
Elizabeth Warren, okay, getting a little more militant now, saying we've got to shut down pregnancy crisis centers. Okay, the reason they're getting as militant as they are is because the issue of abortion, the idea of overturning Roe versus Wade, did not move the needle the way they thought it would. That's true. That is true. That's the situation they're in right now. They, you know, they, the re- understand this, okay? And we, we don't talk about this enough. The SCOTUS draft leak that came, ba- came out over two and a half months ago was the very opinion that was ultimately issued on Roe versus Wade, an illegal leak by a Democratic activist associated with the, cl- with the court. Somebody's clerk leaked that because they thought it would be such a politically powerful issue that it would mobilize the whole country, it could potentially change the Supreme Court's decision. It would ultimately be an overwhelming tsunami for Democrats at the polls in November. But the problem is they thought everybody was believing the same BS that they were, that overturning Roe versus Wade was going to criminalize abortion, was going to kill women, was going to ban the procedure in our country. This is not the case. All Roe versus Wade did, just so we're clear, was give every state the right to decide how much abortion it's willing to permit. Which means if you live in a liberal state, you got abortion. It's not going anywhere. If you live in a conservative state, you're probably going to have less abortion. I'd say 15 weeks to the cap. Some conservative states are going to pass heartbeat laws. Fine. Okay. I understand, as someone who is pro-life, that we're not going to ban abortion entirely because states have individual voices and rights in this country. That's the Constitution. That's just reality. But I will not let perfect get in the way of much, much better. Okay, so I am happy with the progress. I'd like to see us make more. I don't know where this is going to go, but the Democrats are trying to take it somewhere crazy because the deal with the Democrats is if they don't get their way, burn it all down, stack the Supreme Court, abolish the Supreme, who cares? Just do whatever we want. Now we've got Elizabeth Warren out there and desperate saying we need to out, we need to ban crisis pregnancy centers. You know what crisis pregnancy centers are? They're places where if you got pregnant against your will, you go there. And they try to talk you into having the baby. Okay, hey, here's a sonogram. Hey, here's how many months pregnant or weeks pregnant you are. This is what we know about the baby scientifically. You can give this baby up for adoption. Elizabeth Warren and the Democrats want you to believe that crisis pregnancy centers, the ones trying to keep babies alive, they're the bad guys. Not even close! But that's what they want you to believe. Listen to this clip right here. This is... Bananas. It's clip 14. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Yo, I, I really understand this, man. Abortion will go down as this generation's slavery in terms of a human rights abuse. Given the benefit of time, as practices change and evolve, we'll realize just how heinous it is. Understand that when slavery was a thing, as barbaric and as awful, and as dead set against it as you are and I am, when everyone in the world was doing it, it didn't immediately leap off the page at everyone is so morally disgusting. 
Okay, but with time, with freedom, with an integrated society and the realization that we're just all the same, racism only exists because it's a byproduct of ignorance. You don't know something. You fear something you hate. You hate something you don't understand, and you're, you're scared of it. But once we've integrated society, everybody realizes we're all the same. There's no individual race that has the monopoly on good or bad or happy or sad or smart or stupid. I say this all the time, man. Stupid comes in every race, in every size. If you don't believe me, watch The View. The View is awful. Okay, but understand this. Abortion, based on what we now know. You think in 100 years people are going to play a clip of Elizabeth Warren saying we need to shut down the crisis pregnancy centers that are trying to keep babies alive? And, and say that she was the good guy here? The answer would be no. Dude, did you hear what she just said? Never mind the scientific absurdity of you should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Girl, please stop talking right now. So what is it? Is it a woman's right to choose or is it pregnant people? Do men have a say? In one moment, oh, it's a woman's right to choose. Men shouldn't be talking right now. Pregnant people. That's what they're doing. They're insane. They don't hear themselves talking. But you understand when you're out there openly fighting, making the case of we need to shut down these centers that are talking girls into having their babies. Dude, just listen to me. This is not politics. That's an elected official of the United States Senate comfortably, confidently saying to millions of people, we got to kill more babies. The Democrats were the party of slavery, and they are the party of this latest human rights atrocity. Sixty-three million babies have been aborted in this country. Abortion was founded at the behest of someone like Margaret Sanger, the patron saint of of Planned Parenthood, as a form of eugenics. They were trying to minimize the size of the black population by selling people on the idea that babies were your problem. It wasn't, you know, investing in communities, creating more upward mobility in society. No, no, no. Let's just start killing them off. We can't have more black people running around. That was essentially the mindset. It's horrific. Uh, you know, for all the things we talk about, you know, something disproportionately harming one community, abortion has literally the black communities, 12 percent of the world's population. They're responsible for almost 40 percent of the abortions. OK, it is disproportionately targeting black America. And there is Elizabeth Warren, uh, a descendant of the party of slavery getting on TV and talking about how we got to shut down these crisis pregnancy centers. I'm the good guy here. I want to kill more babies. I'm telling you, when the emotion dies down and people have perspective, they're going to go, what the hell are we doing? Okay, it's already happened in Europe. Europe has stricter abortion than we do. Europe has a 12-week cap on abortion. By the standards of Elizabeth Warren and the Democratic Party, Europe is killing women. They don't have any rights. Put on your handmaid's costumes, girls. We've got to get out there and protest. Democrats are so full of crap. Understand that. In Europe, they have stricter abortion limits than we do. Why? Because through the benefit of time and the evolution of science, they were like, oh, God, we can't be doing this. But Democrats are out there confidently insisting that we not only do it, but we do more of it. Here is Mitch McConnell. He made a good point the other day about how Democrats are wildly out of touch with what polling shows us when it comes to abortion. Like, I'll be upfront: People do want abortion in this country, a slim majority. OK, but a vast majority wants very strict restrictions, very strict limits. Here's Mitch McConnell saying as much. Clip 15. Now, Washington Democrats are taking pains to ignore that. Remember, their party has become jaw-droppingly extreme on this issue. 
More than 60% of Americans support restrictions after 15 weeks. Only 19% of Americans want abortion on demand until the moment of birth. But 97% of Washington Democrats support precisely that. 97% of Washington Democrats are with less than one-fifth of the country on this issue. They're crazy. They're crazy. 97% of Democrats. Think about that. Support abortion up until birth. Like, work with me. This is a tough one for me to get through. But I mean this because I've told you this. Like, me, I'm one of those people, you know, it goes both ways. But I'm one of those people, like, having a baby actually, like, changed my life. You know, I was like a cab driver. I was driving a cab. And I was driving a cab because I knew Jenny was pregnant. And we had to supplement our, you know, meager income. Um, you know, in comedy, you get paid weekly. Very weekly. hey But seriously. Okay. Having a kid transformed my whole life because I realized in that moment when I was holding that little innocent Lincoln, they had him under a red heat lamp like he was a hot pretzel I was buying at the mall, and they handed him to me, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was looking at this blank MacBook Air that I just took out of the packing peanuts that had never downloaded a single solitary file. And I realized I was so overwhelmingly responsible for its well-being and how it turned out, and it was so humbling. But it really, like, it really, you know, you say, like, it lit a fire. Like, I'm in this chair talking to millions of people because I held that kid, okay? But under the democratic way of thinking, I could have legally killed him the day before, right up until the hour before. Now, you know what? No. That's what they're willing to do, that magnificent being that I held in my hands, as innocent as it was. Lincoln, the kid you hear on the show. Under the Democratic worldview, we could have got rid of him an hour before he popped out. Think about that. I mean, but that's what we're dealing with here. And the people in favor of that think they're the good guys. They think they're the ones on the right side of history. <laughs> Listen, you're all entitled to your views on abortion. But what they're pushing here is beyond depravity. It is infanticide. And again, having had the honor okay the privilege the blessing of god to hold a baby like that oh my god you don't understand what that did to me like i am here because i wanted him to have fun i like like when they handed me that baby i was a cab driver i didn't have a bank account and i was like god this kid is i realize i'm so responsible for everything that comes next and this kid's got nothing like i'm fun you know i'm a good time i'm pretty good at madden <laughs> I can kick his ass at Madden. Shut your mouth. Whatever. You know, I've got Jenny. She's a good girl, heart of gold. But we don't have anything, okay? And in that moment, I was like, dude, like, you got to, like, you really got to apply yourself. You know, measure twice, cut once, get on top of stuff. Like, holding Lincoln is why I host this radio show. I would have been happy living day to day if I didn't have a kid just playing games and getting drunk and doing drugs. Whatever. You're living your life for you. It doesn't matter. There's no consequence for anybody but you. But now there are so many consequences for so many other people in my life. And that all started because of him. And I'm just telling you, as someone who was fortunate enough to find him in that position, not everybody has a kid and gets their life together. A lot of people blow it. A lot of people waste the opportunity. I'm Some of you listening right now, maybe you'll turn it around after hearing this. I don't know. But the point is, I can't ever imagine a world, and you won't live in one, where 100 years from now, 200 years from now, as scientific advances continue to increase, that we're going to look back on the people who said we could kill a baby an hour before the doctor handed it to you, and that was absolutely fine. Okay, it's not fine. It's disgusting. And the fact that they're pushing for this with the confidence, like I said, and the self-righteousness. Let me play that Warren clip again. It's clip 14. 
In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. What you just said is a disgrace. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, seriously, think about that. Should not be able to torture a pregnant person. First of all, it's not a pregnant person. It's a woman. Second of all, if anybody's getting tortured, it's the baby that's getting killed that can feel pain after 15 weeks, let alone after 40. I mean, I'm just telling you, we are surrounded by garbage human beings. And we need to get back to a place in this country where the people we send to Washington represent not only the views and needs of us and the living, but the views and needs of the unborn. Because what you hear in her voice, there's no restraint. Hey, we got to kill more babies. We got to get rid of these crisis centers. They're trying to let the babies win. I'm telling you, okay, there's no world, none, zero, zip, zilch, where they get to go down in history as the right ones. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Dr. Nicole Sapphire in the next break. Her opening act out in Kennewick, Washington. Randy's on the line. Yo, Randy. How you doing? Good. You're not calling to tell me you're pregnant, are you? <laughs> no, but bringing up that point, there's actually a couple things that's always bothered me about this whole debate. Number one, the fact that the left is putting the whole abortion debate like it's a – treating abortions like it's birth control. Yeah. Okay. But the other thing is now saying, according to their logic, that a man can get pregnant, mm-hmm. a man has never had say – as far as the child up to this point, mm-hmm. wouldn't that now give them say? I mean, in theory, but I guess not because they can't get knocked up by a woman, although they're about to tell you that a man can get knocked up by a woman. That'll be next. We can do anything you can do. I think you. I, but if they're saying men can get pregnant, yeah, no, you're well, right. Then a man should have say. Of course. Now listen. There's obviously there's there's a flaw in every ounce of their logic. The big point you make, and I don't think it gets said enough, so I'm glad you said it for real, is that they treat abortion like it's birth control, as if we don't have 85 other forms of birth control. Okay, most of which are free or readily available anywhere you turn. And that's the thing. It's like even when it comes to abortion itself, there are pills, there are ways to abort a baby long before it is fully formed and viable that are available to people. And, you know, that's the part that I'm kind of blown away by is that rather than like investing in those things, you know, Bill Clinton famously referred to abortion as safe, legal and rare. They're like confidently trying to expand you know what you can do to a baby. It's like it's disgusting to me. Like I, I obviously I want to be civil about it, but it really is disgusting to know what they're in favor of. Like, what do you think? I was saying this earlier. I don't know if you caught it, but do you think in a hundred years there's a world where people are going to look at people like Elizabeth Warren as if she was a hero? No, I mean all of this is going to be looked at as barbaric practices. Yep. It's so true, man. I'm glad you get it, you know, because I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are plenty of people in Washington who don't agree with you. 
uh, on the west side of the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay. <laughs> stay on the front. Stay on the front end, man. Uh, but seriously, Randy, I, I, I appreciate the car. And I, I honestly, I do appreciate you getting it. And you may, you raise a very good point about the birth control thing. And I'm going to bring that up. We have a doctor coming on, you know, because I don't know anything. I've played like one game of operation, but we have a real medical professional coming on and I'll run your points by her next. OK, man. Right, good stuff, brother. There he goes. The great Randy in Kennewick, Washington. And yes, Nicole Sapphire is coming up to be the adult in the room. Because come on, you know me. I've said this before. The only doctors I know are Dre and Pepper. But we'll actually have a legal one joining us, licensed, ready to roll next on Fox Across America. It's America's life coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing Woke Rock, the gender-neutral album that's got everyone coming to terms. Twelve inclusive anthems everyone can live by. So good, it's dangerous. Oh, here they come. Watch out, Zir, they'll chew you up. Oh, here they come. They're with them, eat up. Woke Rock. Available on college campuses and corporate boardrooms everywhere. Your birthing person don't dance and your parent don't rock and roll. We've never sold a copy, but we identify as number one on the charts. Oh, you better believe it. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to talk to this next guest. We've been playing woke rock on this show for a while, but this next guest, in addition to being a brilliant Fox News contributor, a doctor in her own right, uh, coined a phrase on the Big Sunday show over the weekend that she's going to take me up on at some point soon. Uh, She'll explain it. Dr. Nicole Sapphire is here. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, so people off the air know about your term, but my listeners don't. The term you coined was <laughs> it was it was carry wokey, I believe, correct? Well, we were toying with we need to get out and do some karaoke together, but wouldn't it be great if we we did some of your woke new songs and <laughs> came up with carry wokey? Why not? <laughs> this is the thing, we got to find the right neighborhood though, because in some parts of the city they'll like chase us out. <laughs> no, they should implore us. They should be super happy. The only reason I should be t- chased out is because I have a terrible voice. But isn't this what people want? <laughs> yeah, no, technically you're right because we're on their side. I just don't want them to think we are mocking people with the capacity for pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're right. And because when you sing songs and you change the nomenclature as such, it sounds ridiculous, but that's what they're calling for. So we're going to embrace it. I love it. Julia Roberts stars in Pretty Person. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, let me ask you this. So we had this woman testify yesterday. I'm just I'm so fascinated by this expert who got on Hill and told Josh Holy he was a transphobe for asking if men could get pregnant. Like when you went out and got licensed uh, to practice, I would imagine you jumped through a lot of hoops in terms of learning biology. Like are we facing down a world where biology is not going to matter? Like what are we looking at right now? Now, if they get their way. Of course, when I was in medical school and all throughout my training, you had a man, you had a woman, and you had a very, very rare cases of some people in between mm-hmm. um, who may have some genetical malformations that 
cause them to either have ovaries, testes, or both of them. Um, but what we're seeing right now is very different, isn't it? It's not actually biology. It's We're not quite sure what it is. It's what people are kind of feeling that they are. Um, there's not necessarily a genetic test we can do for it or any sort of medical test. It's what they're saying that they feel that they are. And Unfortunately, you have people who are needing to change their verbiage because they may offend a very, 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 very small minority of people. And I'll be honest, I don't actually think most people are offended by it. It's just uh, it is just the moment where you want to call out and criticize anyone for not adhering to this new culture. It's so true. We're talking to Dr. Nicole Sapphire. That's what I think, too. I, I think is this also applies to comedy on some level, like people aren't offended so much as they know there's currency to be gained by getting offended. Like, you can leverage offense. It's weird because, like, back in the day, you know, if somebody's like, oh, I'm offended, you'd be like, get over it. Shut up. Nobody cares. You didn't like that joke. Move on with your life. But now, like, we're living in a society where we're expected to, like, slam on the brakes if somebody doesn't like, you know, what they hear, which I just think is stupid. And I think we're infantilizing society. But I don't think it's being done like you said, with anyone's greater good in mind so much as maybe somebody's, you know, need for clout or currency. Uh, but let me ask you this, because this is something, a point you made on the Big Sunday show. And, uh, I mean, we made some fine TV. Can we just acknowledge we made some fine TV? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the best weekend the show has ever had, so <laughs> kudos to us. Yo, I actually am not even kidding, though. I think we hit the ratings high Saturday on a Saturday in the summer when most people are, like, at a beach getting tanked. Uh, but I don't, you know, I, I don't I didn't want to bring that up uh, because I know getting tanked is a sensitive subject right now because you were hanging out with the squad after the show. <laughs> You're calling me out on that, aren't you? That was just funny. Listen, I, I, I will say this. The reason people like Fox is because we are having fun. We are open about the fact that none of us are supposed to be apologizing for happiness. And that's the democratic worldview that I, I think is like so, you know, it, it's just useless. It's useless. I guess the best way I could describe it is they've become a party of like, oh, you're having fun. Check your privilege. You know, how dare you be happy today? Do you know the barometric <laughs> pressure's off? And that's what I it's think. It's offensive to actually have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, right? But that's also why. All right, so I make a point. Let me pivot to immigration for a second because Myra Flores was just on the show from Texas. The reason they're polling so low with, like, Latinos is Latinos don't migrate to America to be told they're oppressed. They migrate to America because they were oppressed. You know what I mean? They know what it is. And they don't want to hear us yell at rich people. They want to become rich. So do you think on some level, this is kind of a political question, do you think the Democrats just, like, they aren't listening to themselves? They don't have self-awareness? What do you think it is? You know, that's a really great, great question, and I can honestly tell you, I have no idea. I cannot get in their heads. I cannot understand what they're doing in the sense that, uh, you know, they, you have the, they've gone so far left, a lot of them, that you have, you know, President Biden, who his entire career has been much more moderate. But it is just a very – they're a very loud culture right now, and it's – it has to correct itself, Jimmy. I, it has to correct itself because, you know, this country is an amazing country and we have so many freedoms. And the fact that people find it offensive to see American flags out or to stand um, when you're trying, when people are being patriotic, it is just, you know, I was at my great uncle, 92 year old uncle's funeral yesterday, and he was a veteran. He was Army and then worked in the Naval Yard for about 40 years after. And to see the ceremony that he was given as a thanks for his service to his country, I mean, it made me cry. It, you know, it is, it is just chilling. And for me, what I see the Democratic Party doing is they are just killing anyone's sense of pride and love for their country to make it that you have to be 
ashamed or hide the fact that you are patriotic. I mean, they in themselves are single-handedly destroying our country. Oh, it is so true. If you just joined us, we're talking to Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Uh, we're having a grown-up talk about all things America. Uh, one of the things I wanted to pivot to, it came up on Sunday. You're obviously a very big fan and a vocal supporter of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, how do you love sp- her? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but really, you, something you talked about on the big Sunday show that I was trying to reiterate to my audience this week, but obviously I can't articulate it on the level you can. This key, this this claim that keeps coming up about ectopic pregnancies and how AOC is just you know spouting off that Republicans are going to kill women who get ectopic pregnancies. Is that based in anything other than her own sensationalism and, and quest for Instagram likes? Well, when, when you see AOC put out these tweets, I mean, she really does live on how many likes she can get in that day. I mean, that is her – that is her sense. She is a celebrity in that sense. And she put out something, especially when you're talking about women's rights um, and the right to abortion and everything else that we've been dealing with for the last few weeks. You know, she put out a, a tweet saying that, you know, the half of the country could potentially die from an ectopic um, pregnancy because they won't have access to treatment. And, you know, for anyone who knows what an ectopic pregnancy is, that's when you have a fertilized egg that, that adheres outside of the uterus. So, first of all, that is a non-viable pregnancy. That pregnancy will never be able to go to term because a, a fetus can't grow outside of the uterus. What does happen is it can be life-threatening to the mom and actually life-threatening nearly 100% of the time if the pregnancy continues on its own. So it has to be terminated. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is a known medical problem, and there are medications to give when that is identified, because if that ruptures, the mother will die. And in all 50 states, they say if it is a life-or-death situation for the mother, their access to treatment will go on. So for her to say that they're not going to get it is false. And I will be the first person if any of the states stand up and say there will no longer be access to treatment. You will hear me. I will start advocating against that because that would be wrong. But that is not what's happening right now. All states are saying if it is life or death for the mother, they will have access to the medical treatments. So for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to say anything else, that is false information. Wow. No, it's it's, it's good to hear, hear that uh, because, like, the thing is – we live in this era now where people's emotions are their facts, like for a lot of people. So if she gets out there and emotionally declares this as such, there's a lot of people that just buy in. Like there's no, you know, there's no vetting. There's no chat. Oh, OK, this is the deal. The Republicans just want to kill women who get ectopically pregnant. And it's fascinating to me. I don't know if it's like a byproduct of convenience because like in the digital age, we just have like whatever we want. Like pretty soon they'll have an app called like Amazon yesterday where you'll just you'll get things yesterday that they knew you were going to want tomorrow or something stupid. It's like that convenient. But I think think that wet marriage to convenience has like kept people from taking like two seconds to just think critically. I don't feel like anybody does. So to your earlier point, I think there is going to be some type of change because it's going to be necessity, like necessity is the mother of invention. But let me ask you this last question then. Do you think we've made at least that change when it comes to COVID? Because I'm hearing all this talk about BA5 and they're going to shut us down again. And Fauci was yelling about it yesterday. Do you think they've lost the room on COVID, direct, you know, public health initiatives? Or do you think there's a world? world uh, where we are about to get shut down again. Well, we certainly should never be shut down again. In fact, the United States is, seems to be the only place in the world right now that isn't accepting that this virus has become endemic and that at this point the vaccines and boosters really just are there to help prevent you from severe illness. It doesn't prevent you from getting infected and it doesn't in- 
protect you from giving it to other people. So shutting down makes no sense. The overwhelming majority of our population has either vaccine and boosted immunity as well as some natural immunity. All of those help decrease your risk of severity. For those who are high risk for illness, someone like Dr. Fauci, who's over the age of 80, who's recently recovered from COVID-19, they should be taking precautions because the new variant, again, they're likely to get infected. Even if they just recovered from an infection, they could get infected again. And we know that they have a higher risk of getting sick with it. So they should be taking precautions. But the rest of the world, the rest of the population should be able to move forward. There is no call for shutting down schools. There's no call for shutting down businesses. And I'll be honest, I'm not a proponent for indoor mask wearing either in generalized settings by average risk people because there's really has been no documented benefit that this lessens transmission and overall decreases hospitalization rates. It's just posturing and because it makes people feel better. But the science doesn't back it. So you're telling me the only thing you and me are shutting down is the bar? You know it. And it's going to be this Saturday night. <laughs> Yo, you're coming to the Stress Factory. That's amazing. New Brunswick. That's right. The squad's coming. Yo, are you bringing the squad? I didn't realize it was that. All right, that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, in Pulp Fiction, when he's like, you're sending the wolf? Like, you're bringing the squad. That's a big deal. Your squad's pretty hardcore. Have they, have, have they detoxed since the last time I saw them? I understand that was a pretty rowdy Saturday, Doc. If by rowdy, Saturday you mean that I was in bed by 11.30 p.m. and woke up by 6 a.m. the next morning, then yes, I'm prepared to get rowdy again. Listen, just go with it. I know. You're, 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 we all know you're the adult in the room here. But, yeah, no, you played good ball. Well, I'm, listen, I'm pumped up. I'm, I'm excited to have you at the show. It's, it's going to be a wild one, though. Get your game face on. Don't cancel me oh, if I say anything silly. I'll be the silly. heckler in front. Don't worry. I'll be up there. Yeah, I'm going to make you work for it. Let's have a real talk, Sapphire, okay? If you open fire on me, you're going to have a big problem. I'm just telling you because I care. <laughs> it's going to be Bring a war. It on. Like Donkey Kong. <laughs> this is great. All right, you're the best. I'll see you in New Brunswick. All right, see you soon. There she goes. The legend, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, is coming to the Stress Factory this Saturday night. She will be there. If you're a Fox News super fan, you want to meet the doc, come hang out. Uh, there's a show at 7 and there's a show at 9. You can get your tickets at newbrunswick.stressfactory.com. Com. It's going to be a lot of Fox people there, folks I work with, stuff like that, and probably some Fox talent showing up as well, because we support each other. This is something that came up earlier in the break. The reason we kill everybody in the ratings is two reasons. One, we're actually telling you the truth. Like, there's 99% of the media outlets spend 99% of their day telling you Fox News is lying to you, and then you watch it, and you're like, wow, it turned out to be true. Trump wasn't a Russian agent. Wow, vaccinated people can get and spread COVID. That was true. Wow, Hunter Biden's laptop was real. That was true. Everything we tell you is true. If you look at retracted stories in the last five years. CNN has about 200 of them. MSNBC is like 100. The New York Times doesn't even bother to retract them half the time. You know how many stories we retract? Like, get out there and look at it, okay? We're telling you the truth, which is also why sometimes people get mad at us. Like, look at a post-election, how mad Trump was at Fox News, because we couldn't just run with any claim he made, because if we can't prove it to be true, we really can't get out there and report it. So that's reason, one, why people come to us, is if everybody in the world saying, you're a liar, there's a very good chance that everyone in the world that's your competitor happens to be the ones lying. It's no different than Trump's impeachment in Ukraine. They were like, oh, we got to impeach him because he's up to no good in Ukraine. What did we come to find out from Ukraine? Oh, the Bidens were ripping off the country. Oh, wow. Projection. Oh, we got to impeach him because he challenged the results of the 2020 election. He said the election was stolen. No party's ever done that before. Remember that? 
As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. But remember, that's unprecedented. Trump said it was stolen. That's the last loser saying it was stolen. That's the point. Okay, we're on – you need to know this. If you listen to Fox for the first time, like, Fox is right wing. No, we're not. We're not on anybody's side except America's. That's the point. When people are trashing cities and burning down police stations in the summer of 2020, we're standing up for the cops because of America, okay? If Republicans were burning down police stations, we're not going to be happy about it, man. There's no world where it's like, we're all Republican protesters. Think of how much time we've spent condemning the Capitol riots, which were predominantly committed by Republicans and, yes, a handful of FBI agents. But the point is we condemned it. Okay, people come to Fox because we tell you the truth, but also because, for real, something we alluded to earlier, we're having a really good time over here. We all hang out. We all support each other. We laugh our asses off on the air. We laugh our asses off off the air. And that, that is why we're winning. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Oh, <laughs> what a doozy. Uh, we had another great moment in presidential history yesterday. Joe Biden was outside the White House, told gatherers every time he hears hail to the chief, he wonders where the hell the president is. Welcome to the club, pal. It's clip 24. Well, folks, uh, you know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail to the chief, wonder where the hell is he? <laughs> Took me a long while. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? <laughs> Have you ever had a check? I mean, this poor guy. What a mess. It's just an empty suit, man. I feel bad. Like, I spent this whole week. It's Wednesday. I'm in a great mood. I'm hosting Kennedy tonight. I'm going to be on Tucker. I'm going to be on America Reports at the end of the show today. It's a great day. It's a fun day to be Jimmy Fail. It's always a fun day. I got Lincoln and Jenny. They're just the best, man. But, you know, the God's honest truth is I feel bad, like, having to bash a president every day. I want a day to get on the air and be like, oh, that was good. That was, that was a good day for us. We, have, we just haven't had one, man. And it sucks because it's not the show I want to do. And understand, okay, if we get a Republican in there that doesn't know what they're doing, we're going to talk about it. OK, because these we don't owe these people anything. They work for us. That's how democracy works. Unfortunately, right now, we have a lot of employees that need to be fired and we can't really get rid of them. It's that's that's where democracy is your enemy. you got to wait a couple of months. But, man, it is coming because we were told the adults were back in the room. You know, this is better now. We got rid of Trump. These guys know what they're doing. And they weren't kidding. The adults were back in the room. Unfortunately, they were at such an age. We have to take away their keys. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, lacing him up for a big hour. 
with Tyrus, co-host of The Gutfeld Show. He's going to stop by to weigh in on the fact that LeBron James is absolutely, positively an idiot. He knows what he's talking about. King James backtracking a little bit this morning after he made a comment yesterday about WNBA star Brittany Griner, who is, of course, being detained in a Russian prison for bringing weed onto a plane. She's now facing 10 years in jail. LeBron James tweeting yesterday, she might want to stay in Russia the way this country treats people. That was embarrassing. Every once in a while, LeBron likes to remind the world that he didn't get an education. He finds creative ways to tell us he's been so good at basketball since the age of 10 that he kind of never had to pick up a book and learn anything. And it's tweets like this that get people upset. We're going to discuss it in this hour. 888-788-9910. On a very busy, it is a busy Wednesday for your radio buddy. If you didn't hear it earlier in the show, uh, I will be taping Tucker Carlson's final exam a little bit later tonight. And then I am hosting. I am hosting the Kennedy Show on Fox Business. This is the show that got it all started for me back when I was a cab driver and doing stand-up comedy in New York City. A a Kennedy booker actually saw me on stage and was like, this guy would be good on television. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Stop it. I'm okay. Why? They always take shots at me. But if we're going to throw around the schmuck word, uh, if we're going to play that drop, I do believe I should at least co-share it with LeBron James. Because these comments, and let's just start here. It's everything that's wrong with the country. We're suffering right now from a serious, serious gratitude problem. That's true. That is true. Understand, let's say this off the get-go, okay? If you live in this country, you live in the world's 1% in terms of overall quality of life. The poorest American, when you break the world down by population and quality of life, the poorest person here. You know, the guy living in the tent and using the potty on the sidewalk in California. Well, that guy, okay, has more opportunity, upward mobility at his disposal than anybody else in the world, than 99% of the people in the world anyway. Okay, if you live in America, you are amongst the world's 1% in terms of the prosperity that you're surrounded by, in terms of the levels of tolerance and inclusion in our society. Every time somebody tells you there's like a minority class oppressed here or some marginalized you know, portion of society. You're not telling me the truth. Dude, every minority group, okay, Every alternative lifestyle group, if that's the right way to say it, I'm trying to be sensitive. Okay, but if you're gay, if you're trans, there is nowhere on earth you'd rather be those things than here. Bingo. If you're a woman, there is no way on earth you'd rather be a woman than here. Bingo. Okay, for real, even if you want to yell about Roe versus Wade, the United States has more permissive abortion laws, even after the repeal of Roe versus Wade, than Europe does. Okay, Europe allows for 12 weeks of abortion. The Democrats are asking for basically 50. It's disgusting. It's barbaric. But right now in this country, we are, okay, in this country more permissive to women than anybody else. Okay, when it comes to minorities, when it comes to pro athletes, when it comes to anything like that, you know, my quote to LeBron James would be, try making a billion dollars playing basketball over in Russia. So let's start there. Because we have a gratitude problem. If you live in this country, okay, you have hit the lottery. I don't hear about white privilege. It's American privilege. Okay, we live, again, in the greatest source of good the world has ever known. It doesn't mean we're a perfect country. It just means the best. Okay, are we going to be perfect? Probably not. If we can't, we're never going to get there 
if we can't acknowledge just how far we've come to get here. I admire your honesty. Okay, understand. Yes, we were a country founded in a time of institutionalized slavery, as was every other country in the world. But no country did more to rid itself of that scourge and level the playing field than the United States of America. We actually fought a civil war where over a half a million white people died to end slavery. We actually had a civil rights movement, okay, where millions and millions of white people demonstrated, fought, protested to level the playing field in society, okay? We actually got to a place, just to be clear, where we elected a black president, not once but twice, and the guy wasn't any good at the gig. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. I'm not telling you racism doesn't exist. I'm not telling you there aren't bad aspects of life here, okay? But if we're having a very honest conversation with dopey people like LeBron James aren't, okay, there's no better place, no better place on earth you'd rather be, none, none at all than right here in the good old U.S. of A. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. And I say that every day on this show. I say like, um, I always have new sneaker energy. I'm happy about the country. You know, I want you guys to be positive. We'll take the issue serious. We got problems, but we're not going to take ourselves serious. Okay, when you talk about new sneaker energy, LeBron James, a guy who whines about oppression here, actually has his new sneakers. Made by people in oppressed countries. Okay, think about that. LeBron James's Nike shoes are being made by children in sweatshops. But he says, oh, Brittany Griner, you, you might not want to come back to a country that doesn't have your back. Are you stupid or something? Oh, he is all kinds of stupid. So that's where it starts. Okay, LeBron, is ta- he has um, released a trailer yesterday because he has a TV show called The Shop that is on HBO Netflix, whatever the hell it is. I haven't watched it yet. And uh, basically they sit around, and it's guys gossiping in the barbershop about world issues, stuff like that, basketball, pop culture, anything in between. And I'm fine with it. And I want you to understand, I don't hate LeBron James. Okay, I don't hate the guy. Uh, I'm not, you know, on some level I I have a real respect for a guy who is as rich as he was, as young as he was, and didn't get himself killed. Okay, LeBron James, understand, the guy had like $100 million in the bank by the time he was 20. Dude, when I was 20, if I had $40 to go to a bar that night, I might not have returned home alive when I was 20. I can't. You gave me $100 million. I would be a population control device. I'd get everybody around me killed. I'd be a mess. I admit that. I don't come on here selling perfection. But you have to understand when you're a dope, and he's a dopey guy. He's not, like, educated on world issues. He has no... Uh, basis in reality. He just assumed, well, I grew up in America and made a billion dollars playing basketball. That must be the case everywhere in the world. No, the God's honest truth is you can't do it anywhere else but here. Can't do it anywhere else. But understand, when I say things like athletes need to stay in their lane, I'm not saying they don't deserve to have an opinion. They don't have a right to use their platform any way they want. I'm just telling them they're doing more harm than good by abandoning Okay, the thing we pay to see them do by abandoning the brand they've built that enabled them to make $100 million by the age of 20. Nobody was giving LeBron James's mom Hummers. This is a car. I'm not making like a euphemism. Hummers in high school. She had a Hummer from an NBA agent because they thought he'd have political views someday. They were giving them money. They were spoiling them with cash and promising them sneaker deals and big endorsements because the guy was good at basketball, and there's a massive market for that in this country. Why is there a massive market for it? It's because in America we have always embraced, up until the last four or five years, something called common culture. What common culture means is it's a shared thing in society that we inhabit 
where we put our differences aside. Sports is one of them. Late night comedy is one of them. Okay, late night comedy used to be a place you turned it on at 1130 at night and you just laughed about the shared experience of life in this country. That's what you did. Oh, somebody did something wacky in Florida. Did you see this celebrity? Hey, Bill Clinton shacked up with an intern again. Hey, ho, hey, you know, all that's hit the snare drum. You know what I mean? They said Trump was the worst president ever in the Oval Office. I say close, but no cigar. You know, that sort of thing. And that's what late night comedy always was. We weren't out there engaging in political activism. But once the late night shows turned activists, the Colbert's of the world, which of course forced Jimmy Fallon, they pistol whipped him into abandoning his advantage was to be goofy and silly and lip sync and dance. And they turned him into a a woke political activist and ruined his show too. And once late night went in that direction, we lost common culture. The thread that bind this society was torn a little bit. Sports did the same thing. And the frustration I have, again, is not about athletes speaking out. Muhammad Ali spoke out. Muhammad Ali actually gave something up. He did what LeBron didn't do. Okay, LeBron, Muhammad Ali vacated the heavyweight championship of the world at a time when it was the most prestigious title in sports. Okay, there's nothing close to it. You understand the Super Bowl wasn't even a thing when he abandoned the heavyweight championship of the world. It wasn't even a big thing yet. It was bigger than the Super Bowl. And he walked away from that because he didn't agree with the Vietnam War. That's a real principled thing. So I respect that. LeBron isn't giving up anything, okay, nothing. He's still making hundreds of millions of dollars off sweatshop labor, and he's still speaking out a turn with no basis, in fact, on anything. Okay, this was no different than if you remember back in Columbus, Ohio last year when a cop shot and killed a 14-year-old girl who was about to stab another 14-year-old girl in the heart. And LeBron posted a picture of the cop on Twitter with a target over it and said, you're next. Do you remember that? And he had to delete it and take it down. You know, all the talk we have about inciting, you know, violence. What is that? And again, what was the cop doing but saving the life of a black girl? Okay, yes, he shot and killed a black girl who was wielding a knife, but she was about to stab a black girl. So understand, if the cop lets that girl stab the other girl, then the charge becomes, oh, if it was a white girl, you would have saved her. And so it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario for the cops, but it's a dopey scenario for LeBron either way. And when I say things like stay in your lane for LeBron, again, you have a right to an opinion, but if you don't know what you're talking about, and he doesn't know what he's talking about, shut up. Okay, there's no world where Brittany Griner, who was at one point kneeling and protesting our American national anthem, wouldn't rather be in America than Russia. Okay, she's in prison probably for 10 years for violating their marijuana laws. It's an authoritarian place. Nobody's making any money, let alone millions of dollars for playing basketball. But the bigger thing for me is that the whole stay in your lane argument is something that helps America. It helps America if sports are a place we can go to set our political differences aside. And I say that as somebody keenly aware of that power. Okay, in game three of the 2001 World Series, George Bush threw out the first pitch. Okay, it was the first World Series game played in New York after 9-11. And understand, George Bush was less than a year into the most contentious presidency of our lifetime up until then in terms of elections. The election against Al Gore made it all the way to December before we decided the outcome. So understand, when George Bush got on the mound that day, Plenty of people in the stadium who didn't vote for George Bush. It was New York, the most liberal state in the country next to California. But nobody booed the guy. They cheered the guy because it was the president. And we were doing something. It was baseball. It was our national pastime. We were rallying around our tradition. We were rallying around our heritage. 
to show the world we were resilient and we were going to keep on keeping on. We were going to get up off the mat and we were going to play the World Series like we always did, no matter how many wacky terrorist threats were hanging in the air. Okay, that was the power of sport. Okay, what they've done with the power of sport now is they've alienated half the viewers by bashing the country they love. Okay, kneeling for the national anthem. Again, you have your right to protest. But that was always a moment that belonged to the troops that died for this country. And that's what we always saw it as. We always saw it as a moment of, hey, we're all here to have a ball game and pay twenty two fifty for a beer and get rowdy and have a good time. But before we indulge in that, let's take a second to honor the people who made this possible. The national anthem at a ball game is the equivalent of praying before you eat. That's what it is. It's a moment of thanks. It's a moment of gratitude to say, hey, man, thank God we have in the position we find ourselves in today. There's plenty of people who aren't. Okay, that's what the national anthem was. And that's why people were bothered by the kneeling. They weren't like anti-black. Okay, it wasn't that. It was the fact that they were taking something solemn that didn't belong to protest. It belonged to the troops who died for your right to protest. And yes, there were people who were disgusted by what? The fact that they were slandering the very cops, they were counting on them to protect them while they played their sports for millions of dollars. Okay, they were counting on cops. At the same time, they're kneeling to protest cops. It's ridiculous. And again, nobody like LeBron James, nobody like that jackass Colin Kaepernick has any fact whatsoever to tell them the cops are racist. We don't have a single solitary piece of evidence that says the cops are disproportionately shooting black Americans more than white Americans. Put up! Or shut up. They can't put up, but they won't shut up because what happened is they turned their brand into grievance. Okay, LeBron James's brand used to be basketball. Hey, I'm really good at basketball. I'm really famous at basketball. Come watch, you know. And they turned it into grievance. But that grievance, understand, is harming America because we have less common culture to show for it. But more importantly, and this is the thing that concerns me, is it's really it, – I'm just being honest with you. It is really, really – harming black America. Correct the mundo. Okay, when they slandered the cops, they protested, defund the police, Black Lives Matter, we burnt down cities, did $2 billion in property damage, burnt down 100 black-owned businesses in the near north of Minneapolis. What they ultimately did was further the distrust between police and the communities they're sworn to protect on such a level that the end result has been, what, a 35-year spike in the murder rate. Okay, the overwhelming majority of those victims happen to be black Americans. Do you understand? Defund the police. Black Lives Matter. It harmed the black community. People have died because of this ridiculousness, because of the stance guys like LeBron James were pushing that criminals posed a bigger threat. uh, Excuse me, that police posed a bigger threat to society than the criminals they were sworn to protect us against. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And that's LeBron James in a nutshell. Step 
show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up. We're going to be talking to Tyrus in the next break, co-host of Gutfeld. Uh, as good of a pal as I have on the radio, I love talking to Tyrus because the one thing, it's funny. We wind up in old man, hey, you kids, get off my lawn mode. <laughs> we, we agree on a lot, and we're bothered. We're bothered by a lot of what's going on in our society, but the one thing we always are is honest with you. Okay, that is our appeal, you know, is we need to have real conversations in this country if we're ever going to make progress. If the whole gig is going to be, well, if you disagree with me, you're a racist, you're a transfer, you're a homophobe, we can't talk, you can't make progress. Okay, the LeBron thing, I brought it up earlier, if you're just joining us, LeBron's direct quote was in his new series, The Shop, he's talking about Brittany Griner being stuck in Russia. He says, over 110 days now, how could she feel like America has her back? He then added, I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America. What an idiot. There's no other way to say it. And again, I don't want you to hate LeBron James. I don't want you to hate anybody. Hate's useless. It's, you know, we're all in the fun business. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you sat around being mad at athletes you never met before. You're not going to wish you sat around being mad at politicians. You're just going to wish you had a good time. And I've got to be honest with you. Guys like LeBron James, who are uniquely gifted with an ability to show us a good time, would be doing the world a great service if they could just get back to doing exactly that. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So fired up to talk to this next guest. Uh, it's one of my best friends on the radio, but he's just a guy. He's in on the joke. We were just talking about this off the air, but he'll explain it on the air. Co-host of the Gutfeld Show, co-host of Tyrus and Timp, the podcast. Tyrus, back in the house. Hey, man. What it is, man. So I guess you're coming from the gym. Yeah, I had to take the elevator to get up here. Uh, <laughs> First world problems. We got, uh, you know, we, we, we've been laughing, you and I, off the air at, at, all, at people who have no perspective. No. Is essentially what we're laughing at. Yeah. We're like, look at us. We're on the radio. We're on TV. This is amazing. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, you made a mention of what would cabbie you say yeah. and I say, what would bouncer me say yeah. when uh, I was working for about a, a six hours a night for about a hundred bucks and uh, 50 of it was already spent yeah you know well that's a good gig compared to cab driving i might have to talk to you off the air i yeah. might need a fallback but uh, i had brought this up earlier in the show because i was just talking about lebron james i'm not mad at lebron james the you first no and the first thing i want to say about him is i i absolutely respect him because if i had the level of stimulation in my life that he had as like a 19 year old kid with a sneaker deal i'd actually be dead like, could teenage you be handed $100 million and live to talk about it? Yeah, but it would be one of those things where, like, everyone would be like, how did you lose $100 million? Like, 
how did you do it? And I was like, well, <laughs> it all started like this. You know, uh, a lot of friends, a lot of businesses and ventures. It it goes fast. Yeah. And we've seen a million horror stories yeah. of guys who've been gotten these so, unbelievable contracts and blown it. Yeah, so. so for that alone, I have a lot of respect for him there. And uh, But my the argument great I was— Great parenting. Yeah, how about he, it? He had a great—you know, he had great parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great—he was lucky because a lot of times your high school friends mm-hmm. don't grow with you yeah. when you're successful, and mm-hmm. or they're weights. He put a team around him that all they had was each other, yeah. and they grew together. So mm-hmm. he is— he is different in that way because and they've always kept their – you never heard about riffs yeah. in LeBron. You never hear about him and his buddy. They were very good. They are very good about keeping everything – we mm-hmm. call it at Fox, don't shoot in the tent. Yeah, you don't shoot in the tent. Nobody shoots in the tent in nope. LeBron's camp because everyone's tent has nice crystal chandeliers in it now. <laughs> so they get it. You don't – you know, no shovels because there's no burying yeah. in LeBron's camp, which you got to say is – unique and great in terms of not just his on the court, his off the court, because he's been able to do so many things. But do you think, I just want to ask you, do you think on some level, because he is so good at what he does, and it, it has created a quality of life for him that's just spectacular, it really shocks the conscience, do you think he almost suffers from a lack of perspective? Like when he says something like, if I was Brittany Griner, I'd be wondering if I want to come back to America. Do you think like maybe he's just a little out of touch with what the rest of the world is like? Does that make sense? I think sometimes we for, and again, this is uh, LeBron the citizen. Um, I have a lot of respect for. I don't agree with a lot of his political stuff, and sometimes I think just like the rest of us, he just fires off at something he sees, like we yeah, do yeah. sometimes without necessarily all the. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, without all the. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you saying but I've tweeted without thinking at times? God. I think <laughs> I sure have. When he when he when you say like because of the, I think America honestly, this is a tough one because. She technically she broke the law. Yeah, like I was. I've been in Russia on three occasions, uh-huh. and I wouldn't even bring toothpaste <laughs> because no, their their rules and their mm-hmm. laws are so strict. Yeah, that especially with Americans, because when you go to a place, whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. and and her being a WNBA All Star, mm-hmm. College Hall of Famer, etc., yeah. you have a certain responsibility, whether you want it or not. Yeah, you're like an ambassador. Because yes, because they want you to make a mistake over there, because that shows. Mm-hmm. Their people, their yeah. narrative, like look at how these Americans these are. Americans. They come to our country. Yeah. They're trying to smuggle drugs. They, <laughs> that's the message that they're sending. Mm-hmm. And you want, of course, you want her home. Yeah. Um, and you don't want anyone to have to go through that. But at the same time, you have to also look at what were you thinking. Yeah. You have to be. You can have two thoughts. And I think mm-hmm. um, her family's, her wife's frustration with the U.S. government, but I would say it, there's a long line. I was just going to say There's that. a long line for that, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> she's sitting in a Russian jail, and I don't wish that on anyone. No, you nobody know, at I all. really don't, and I, of course, we all want her home, but we also have to look at the lesson here and mm-hmm. some responsibility. Yeah, definitely. And I think we just don't see that. You mm-hmm. know, We just don't see anyone saying, what a regrettable mistake I made. She pleaded guilty to try to speed the process up. Uh-huh. But my fear is that she could still be looking at 10 years. One year, six months yeah, in a yeah. Russian prison is too much. There's no yeah. guarantee you're coming out from that. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. So, you know, you don't want any of that. But the reality is uh, they're going to stand fast. And again, timing's everything. When I was in uh, Russia with the tour and I wrestled, I was the first match. In the WWE, in the history of Russia, was my I had the first match, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty proud of oh, wow. being sure. that little footnote, right? <laughs> uh, but when I was touring with Snoop through uh-huh. Russia, and we went through everywhere, and at this time when we were out there, 
the conflict with Georgia had kicked off. Oh, wow. So we were seeing tanks and people evacuating uh, from that area we, when we toured. But we knew, and, you know, Snoop is synonymous with weed. Everyone yeah, knows yeah. weed, weed, weed. But in, in Russia, not a chance. Really? There was no, not a chance. That's fascinating. So you're saying like Snoop Dogg. He's, he's a brilliant man. Let's yeah, not of course get it he is. No, no, I'm yeah, not calling yeah. him dumb. I'm saying yeah. that Snoop Dogg was very passionate about weed. New but he's more passionate yeah. about freedom. Yes, thank you. You know, like you have to come down to us. Like, listen, I love Oreo cookies, but I despise heart attacks. So I'm gonna have to let go of Oreo cookies because I don't want a heart attack. You gotta play some defense. Yes, Ty- Tyrus is in the studio. He's making brilliant points. But yeah, if Snoop Dogg didn't have weed in Russia, I would think Brittany Griner could draw the line. You know, and not just that. Trying to take it home with you. Yes, I wouldn't even take the little Russian dolls that go in the cups. You know, it's like fifty of them. <laughs> Like, they were really expensive anyways. But, like, bringing it home, I was like, I don't know if I should bring this. I was worried about it, you know. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to take a chance. Because if they open my bag yeah. and, you know, start uh-huh. pulling all the cups open, who yeah. knows if all of a sudden the, the third cup, you know, there's some salt in there and they're not going to take any time. You know, next thing I know, my I'm spending the rest of my days. And although I already was pre-tatted, okay. uh, you know, but, you know, <laughs> r- Russian tats in the prison and all that stuff. So oh, that's uh, we funny. were very aware. You- even Canada. Really? We're very aware. Canada doesn't get enough credit yeah. for how vicious they are to Americans at the border. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, I could tell. They'll stories. hold you up. Yeah. And then it's like you have to pay a fine. Can I tell you a funny story? All yeah, right, please so you do. You're a comedian. I was going to stop it. I was crossing the Canadian border with a girl once who, unbeknownst to me. Oh, wait, wait. Let's just say because the way the world is right now. Yeah. You had her permission. <laughs> okay, good. She so, was willing. We were crossing. Uh, I had a girl who, unbeknownst to me, had a corn cob pipe in her shoe. Was she olive oil? I uh, know, right? Uh, but she, no, she smoked a weed out of it. I just of didn't course, know yeah. that. You know, she had a pill thing. Uh, I was just making that clear for the audience. I knew you got it. <laughs> but there was a, a pill thing. But they literally pulled us into a shop and ripped every seat out of my car. Yeah. For nothing. For oh, like no. A corn, and for a I corn cob pie. And then I had to pay a fine. Yeah. Well, like, oh, pay us some money. Sign a document. Yeah. Here's my uh, Canadian story. Very similar. So we're going to Canada to do a tour with Snoop, right? Uh-huh. And uh, we get through and... Kevin Barkey, who's his manager and one of my favorite people on the planet, uh-huh. uh, he was Canadian, and he was, like, letting everybody know. Like, if you even have a criminal record, you still have to pay a fine oh, really? of some sort. Whether you paid your debt you paid your debt to society, uh-huh. Canada goes going to add a couple extra bucks on it. So yeah. a couple individuals on Snoop's team had to pay a little bit of a fine. Right? <laughs> so Cover charge. We, I volunteered to help get the luggage with uh-huh. Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to go through, you know, the thing. And, you get, and they have the dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, want somebody's bag smelled, believe it or not, smelled like weed. It oh was boy. a little drummer who's not yeah. with us anymore, rest mm-hmm. his soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, uh, Juan was a drummer, and basically, they, is this your bag? Uh-huh. And he was like, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a terrible feeling. <laughs> and it's over. You know, it's over. Yeah. But who are you with? Yeah. And he looked like out the corner of his eye with, at me and Kevin, he's on by myself. And we're like. You know, I'm that's like, an OG. At that point, I'm putting my hand on my chest. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, hey, man. That's Sicilian well, stuff. Well played, sir. <laughs> well played, right? <laughs> Lady of Rage, who is my favorite person, uh-huh. um, her and Macy Gray is like first and second, like coolest okay. people I've ever met in the business who didn't mm-hmm. change them. Okay. She was walking down and she was like, hey, Juan. And Juan was like, hi. And I was like, oh, there goes. <laughs> and then. Lady. Kevin and I were like trying to turn away from her, like mm, 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 no, no. And she's like, "What? Y'all don't know me? Y'all don't know me? I don't get no love." And I'm like, 
No, you don't get it. And then <laughs> they, the police said, are you with them? And she was like, yeah, why? I was like, oh. oh man. So they take us in to customs uh-huh. to be searched, right? Yeah, yeah. And we all got to, like, strip down. Uh-huh. And, they, you know, I'm in my boxers, and they're doing the check or whatever. And I'm like, it, it's, a, it's, it's not a fun day. It's not a fun day. <laughs> and they check everyone, and we come out, and uh, Lady Rach is sitting there, and she looks kind of mad. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I can't, you just can't be mad at her. Yeah, yeah. Plus, she'd probably whoop you behind anyway. <laughs> but uh, she's looking kind of, I'm like, you all right? You all right? She's like, No. No one bothered to search me. No one strip searched me. No one to look at me. I was, like, I was like, that's when I first learned about first world problems. I was like, listen, we're getting out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank God you didn't have to be in your draws. Why yeah. three people were like, is this everything where it should be? And I'm like, I hope so. Now's no time to feel left out. But while out. you're there, I haven't checked myself for testicular cancer. So if you, by all means, let me know, because that's literally what they were doing. Give me a pat down. That is yeah. insane. Well, that's like, listen, when I hear stories like Brittany Griner, I know I, I am hoping, because this is what I think. I think in this country, we have a gratitude problem. I think most people don't realize how lucky we are here. I think you get it. I think I get it. I mean, we're joking off the air constantly about how our lives are uh, spectacularly better than where they were. Right. <laughs> and we still time. have the nerve to complain yeah, the same. Yeah, no, I don't complain about anything. Whenever they call me, like, hey, can you do a five-minute TV hit at four in the morning? I'm like, yes. You want to know? Because I can't call taxi driver yeah. and tell him I said no. Yeah, like, oh, Wait. and or even, oh, can't yeah. believe they're asking me to be on TV for five minutes yeah. today. Oh, oh man. man. No, I got to get really makeup. And my game. Some gorgeous woman wants to ask me about breakfast tacos. Yeah, <laughs> oh. you know, like, oh, no. When's the suffering going to end, Tyrus? And When's it going to end? What? They, oh, they're giving me, it's cold out. Oh, I'll get car service? <laughs> well, make sure the seat's heated. Like, these are, <laughs> these are not problems, you know? Dude, the we get it. The driver was bumpy. The reason Tyrus and I are so nice and we're always fun and having a great time on TV is we get it. I mean, I, I don't think you'll you never have to have yeah. missed meal cramps. Yeah, yeah. You have to have things like all your friends are going out and you continue to make the same excuses. Yeah. And I used to be like, man, I don't have time for this party and stuff. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. focused. I got to get my st- No, I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say, hey, I'm broke. I yeah. can't go out tonight, fellas. Yeah. It was just like, I don't have time for that. No, I'm working on this I'm, thing. I got some stuff. I'm really locked in. in. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, while you were home, let me throw this at you because I was in uh, your old hood of California uh, last week with Jenny and Lincoln Fela. I went to Dodger Stadium. To fix her up or now? Yeah, always. <laughs> is it ever? It's so funny, man. That I, Anyone who thinks Gavin Newsom is going to be president or even a nominee, okay, just if you walk a block in California, pretty much anywhere in, a, in near a major metropolis, uh, metropolitan area anyway, you're like, yeah, there's no way. It's a mess. There's a way. And there's this the part where. Oh, for him to win, you think? There's a way. It's, what is it's called um, any Democrats and liberals, especially progressives, mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. But Trump, yeah, oh yeah, if Trump anyone, wants, well, it's anyone the, but Santos, yeah, yeah. like any, they, the, they will sacrifice the country for their, yeah, and, and it's the same thing on the other side too. That's what they, they did to California. That's what they did to California. They so he's going to tear California. So now he's party. starting to instead of fix the place up, yeah, he's asking Floridians to move to California, <laughs> Good luck. so he can blame it on them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know everything was going fine. Yeah, it's like your your buddy invites you over to dinner yeah. with his when his girls' moms are coming over because they're hoping that they will hate you. <laughs> More than him, you know, so that's the I'm not fooled by that at all. So much strategy. Well, let me ask you this, because I was told it was a record in my section at Dodger Stadium. Um, I I ate five Dodger dogs. I won't even hang you up on the beer consumption, but it was pretty outrageous. Probably two per dog. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. That's exactly what it was. That's about my average. Yeah, I got about 
two, yeah. <laughs> about two and an Point of pride. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, I, we're, neither one of us is Joey Chestnut, but we're pretty passionate about the fork and knife. I believe I could, if I sat there for nine innings, could you eat 20 of those? I could. They're good. They might be the best hot I dog. guess the question should be, should I? The, <laughs> an, the, the short answer is yes. <laughs> Again, point of pride. Yeah. There's certain things that you will... Like, for me, Thanksgiving is the day when yeah. I'm just a gluttonous pull the pig. I don't apologize. Uh-huh. I nap between meals. <laughs> the only steps I take is to and from the kitchen and eventually uh, uh, at some point to the bathroom for about 45 minutes but just to refuel because you got to get pie. There's always time for pie on Thanksgiving. There's so no, if yeah. it's a challenge, yeah. yes, here's the problem. Uh-huh. It's not Bouncer Me anymore who yeah. who ate because I didn't know if we were going to have money the next day. So we'd load up. We'd yeah, load yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'd be, there'd be hot dogs constrictor. in my pocket because you can yeah. microwave these things. <laughs> so you would just load up. But now, uh, right. first world successful me, yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. You know, my watch, I'd be checking my heart rate. I don't know if you're bloated in the makeup know. chair tomorrow. Is this all the beef? Flight. Are these hot dogs all beef? <laughs> Like before, I didn't even care. If the hot dog was green, I'm just uh, like, well, then I have to add relish. Don't even <laughs> listen, man. Don't ever change. Uh, we're gonna do this. At one point, though, we'll have our own Coney Island hot dog contest at Dodger Stadium. We'll have to- where were you sitting? Were you sitting uh, in the bleach, the old bench bleachers? No, I was actually on the field level. But it's so hot there, we moved back. Right, you know, to get out of the sun, it was it was actually vicious. And you know, I'm a big pampered TV star. I can't sit there and sweat. No, you this know? is you know what's amazing because back in the day, you would have sat in the back of your truck, yeah, or your, <laughs> no, let's be real, your friend's truck at Met Stadium waiting yeah. for a ball to come over. <laughs> the guy with just the, so you could say you were at the game. I was the guy with the mid outside Wrigley Field. Yeah, just chill. Oh, we've come so far. We've yeah. made it into the stadium. Tyrus, the, the, the best. Watch him on Gutfeld tonight. We're back after this. <laughs> Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. We were in the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. Uh, Still available to you, though, when the show ends tonight. I'm taping the final exam on the Tucker Carlson show, facing off against my good buddy, Dagan McDowell, and I am going to kick her butt. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Oh, she's a passionate gal, but it's going to be a good one. We're definitely playing prison rules. But at 7 p.m. on the East Coast, if you're a Fox Across America listener, if you're a day one who's been on this ride with me since you first found me on the Fox platform, okay, if you happen to be one of those people, this is kind of like... I don't want to say it's your Super Bowl, per se, uh, but it's definitely a really big chapter in the story And that I've never hosted on my own a live TV show. This is not taped. There's no edit button. There's no anything. It's just me on live television for an hour saying whatever the hell I want. This could be a problem. The truth is, like, I'm beyond ready to do it. I'm really excited to do it. But I'm most excited for the people uh, who have been, like, taking this ride. I always talk about, like, oh, come see me at the Stress Factory this Saturday night in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I always tell you these things. I'm going to be on Tucker. I'm on Outnumbered on Friday because I want you to have – Uh, the highest security clearance in the business, mainly because you've earned that clearance. The passion people have for this show, the support you've shown us, the growth we've demonstrated is why I'm living this insanely ridiculous life again and again and again. It is a drinking story. I was driving a taxi and doing low-level stand-up comedy. The next thing you know, I am hosting live television. I'm hosting a nationally syndicated talk show. I'm appearing on the biggest TV shows in the world. I mean, this is crazy. 
And it's only possible because of you. So I do hope you can get somewhere near a television tonight at 7 o'clock on the East Coast and check out Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. I will be in the hot seat doing the damn thing. And it is going to be just an absolute wild one. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? You better believe it, girlfriend. Big night for your radio buddy. We are, of course, back here again tomorrow to do the dang thing. I'm hosting Kennedy tomorrow night as well, but that's assuming I get through tonight without getting dragged out of there by my ears. I think the odds in Vegas are like 50-50. But either way, this show is over. Wish your radio buddy luck. I am out of here. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. But by all means, just don't be a... The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.